on transforming lives. He said to the people who were there to pray, he said, all we would do is that we would call on the name of Jesus. And the idea of calling on the name of Jesus was to take the eyes off the young, the man and focus it on God. Because, you see, when we take our eyes on the, off the problem and focus it on Jesus, then we see the bigness of God. And we, see, and we can know that the bigness of God or the, the mightiness of God is able to conquer every problem. Like Jesus said to, to the disciples, all things are possible to him or to her. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia is a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. What we need to do more than just the MRI, we need to do the MRA. And when they did the MRA, that's when they found that there was a blood vessel at the back of my eye, on one of my, I think this is my left, left or right, right eye, that I had cut, and you know, and I was bleeding in the head. Now, we didn't know that. We didn't understand that. But what he said to us then was that he would not have sent us to do the MRA if Pastor Liz had not mentioned that my mother passed because of aneurysm. Okay, so I would have continued to be bleeding. They would have done all of it because the CAT scan didn't show it. The MRI didn't show it. Okay, it was only the MRA that shows the actual blood vessels that was able to detect it. Okay, and God by His Spirit healed. God still heals today. We need to believe that God is faithful to bring healing and deliverance in our lives. Jesus' miracles that he did when he walked the face of the earth was a sample or a, 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 a demonstration to let us know that we too can do his work. Can believe with him to trust that God by his spirit is able to do that which he says he would do. When Jesus um, came on the scene and he um, shared his purpose, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach liber uh, um, deliverance of captives to the, to, um, to the deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are bruised, and to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus was declaring that my purpose is to preach the gospel and heal the sick. And that's the purpose of Jesus. It's the same purpose of the church. Because when he said to the church, the commission he gave us, he said, go and preach the gospel, declare the kingdom of heaven, and heal the sick. And it's the same purpose. Amen. We need to believe God that we as children of God are called by God to carry on the message of Jesus. 
In Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5, the Bible says that Jesus was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we were healed. Amen. What the Bible is telling us is that Jesus paid the penalty so that we don't have to pay it anymore. Jesus died so that we don't have to die anymore. Jesus uh, uh, um, paid, uh, took the beating on his body and it was bruised so that we can be healed. Jesus uh, uh, paid the penalty for sin so that we don't have to carry uh, um, the penalty of sin anymore. Jesus paid the penalty for us. We can expect God to heal our body. We can trust Him. The Bible tells us that God told the children of Israel, He said, I am your healer. Amen. He said in um, Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, He said, I am the Lord who heal you. I am your healer. I am Jehovah Rapha. Amen. And we can trust God. David said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. And the benefits of God is the forgiveness of sin and the healing of our bodies. Amen. God wants us to experience the power of God. Raha Bonke shared a story of a woman who God healed miraculously in one of his meetings. He said this woman was um, uh, um, bed, um, she had um, a, a particular uh, a paralysis, you know, or, or entire body was or paralyzed, but she still wanted, she was in pain, um, some kind of arthritis, amen, she was in severe pain, but she still wanted to go to church, she still wanted, she was in a wheelchair, um, and she, she still wanted to, um, she couldn't move, um, but she, she was, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, still try to serve God in whatever way she could. But many times she would not, uh, um, she couldn't just sit up. She couldn't, she had to lay down. And this woman, she um, she went through several different surgeries. And the surgeries that she went through to try to correct the problem continued to get uh, worse. So one day she had a dream. She had a dream, and in the dream, she was about to have another surgery. And um, she didn't want to have the surgery. But she saw in the dream that she was taken to a particular meeting. And when she went to this meeting, there, there was a service. And in the service, a man was preaching and he prayed for her, I mean, right after the preaching, he went straight to her. She saw in the dream that he went to her, he prayed for her, and she got healed. And so she went and shared with her pastor concerning what to do because she was supposed to take the surgery. And so her pastor said to her, well, I mean, maybe it means that God wants to heal you. Um, so let's continue to pray and believe God concerning it because she had taken so many surgeries and, and, you know, nothing had worked. And, you know, um, and so Raha Bunky was scheduled. I, don't, I can't remember whether it was England or in Germany. He was scheduled to minister there. And he went to minister to the service, but they, they decided that they were going, their church decided that they were going. And, and this woman talked to her husband to pray, I mean, to take her, so they carry her. 
in a wheelchair to carry her, carry her in an ambulance because she couldn't, um, um, you know, control herself. Um, and so when they went, when she went into the meeting, um, Rahabongi came outside and he said, this is how he shared the story. When he came on the platform, as he was coming on the platform, the Spirit of God said to him, tonight I'm going to heal a lady from paralysis um, and she's going to get up from the wheelchair and walk. So when he came in his meeting, there were several people in the wheelchair um, in his meeting. And so he ministered, and as soon as he finished ministering, he got up, and he went he, to his, I think to his right or his left. He went to his right, one of the, the, the two, somebody, but God spoke to him that he was going to heal the lady, but God specifically told him what, where she was. I think either on the right or the left, so don't, something I'm trying to figure out which one. But he went on the opposite side, okay, to another person who was in the wheelchair. And he prayed for the person, and the person did not get up. So he said, well, wait a minute, you, and you know, he was thinking, you said if I pray for this person, she would get up. But he prayed, and nothing happened, and he said, in the name of Jesus, I said, rise up, and, and she didn't get up. So he lifted up her up, but she still went, she sat down, sat back down. And then he realized, oh, wait a minute, no. It was on my, I'll just use right and left for, for the uh, um, illustration. He said it was on my right, but on my right is my, the person's left. So he went on the opposite side. And when he went on the opposite side, it was this lady who I, you know, she, she had seen this preacher now. And you know, and so she, so he prayed for her and commanded her to get up and walk. And as he lifted her up, the, the, her husband and the, the people that were there were saying she would not be able to get up. And so as soon as he lifted up, uh, her up and said, rise up and walk, she got up and she started to run. She was completely healed and delivered. And he shared the story when she shared all the details about it. When they went home, she, she had not walked for years. Her daughter was home. They were not expecting her. She walked up, up the steps, went into her house. And when her daughter saw her, she thought she saw her ghost. And then her husband said to her, well, let's, let's just keep the wheelchair so, you know, you have not, just in case something happens. She said, no, I'm not going to sit in a wheelchair anymore. I am you. And it was so uh, um, publicized because this woman, she was known. The reporters went to her to interview her, and she said, I'm here. And then the reporter asked her, what if it doesn't work? She said, well, it will work because God showed me. That I was healed, I had a dream, God showed it to me. I went to the meeting, it happened to me, and I'm not going to walk. I mean, not going to get in a wheelchair anymore. And so, the next Sunday, she said to her husband that she was going to walk to church. There were several blocks. And so, she started to walk, the husband came behind her with a wheelchair. <laughs> you know how sometimes we husbands act, right? <laughs> Came behind her with a wheelchair, 
riding behind just in case something happened. And she walked all the way to church. She shared her testimony. I mean, everybody knew it by the time. And she walked back home. And she was never, she never entered, got in that wheelchair. Again, was totally healed and delivered. And the family would change. God still heals today. We can believe God. We can trust God. We can stand on his word. You see, throughout the Christian history, people have tried to talk themselves out of believing that God heals. They have tried to talk themselves out of uh, um, trusting God in spite of their situation and circumstances. And sometimes people have come to the place where we've place our own experiences with God's word. And we minimize the word of God in order to suit our experiences. So I'm praying for you. I'm believing God to heal your body. And if it doesn't work, I say, well, God doesn't heal today. No, we should not limit the word of God. We need to rise up to the word of God and build our faith to the word of God. We need to continue to trust God and trust him that he is able to do what he says he will do. I end with this um, illustration from Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth shared a testimony that um, one time in his mission, he was an evangelist, he said um, two boys came to him from Wales and said to him, um, after they saw the healing and the deliverance in his ministry, they said to him, we are praying and believing that God will speak to you that you will come to Wales and raise up our Lazarus. Um, their la- the, the, last, the person that they were talking about was the, the pastor who was working in the tin mine. And because he was he will uh, work all day, and then in the evening he would minister. And so he, by staying with the tin mine, he, he developed tuberculosis, and he was given up to die. Several people had prayed for him, but this man continued to deteriorate. And he, was, he had come to the place where he, his entire body was initiated. That, uh, you know, he, he was just in a bad state. Smith Wigglesworth said he went on the mountain, on a mountain, uh, um, to pray. And while he was praying, God spoke to him. He said, go to Wales and heal and raise up Lazarus. So he sent a telegram to the, where the, the, the children, the, the young man gave him the um, address. He sent a telegram to the person there and told him that I was in prayer today on the mountain and God said to me that I need to come to raise up Lazarus. And so he went. He and one of his friends went. And when they went there, they went to the man, to the mission's house, who they sent the telegram to and said, I'm here to raise up Lazarus. And the man said to him, he said, do you think we believe what you are saying? So many people have prayed. We don't even believe in that. And so he threw the um, postcard back to Smith Wigglesworth. And then he said to one of the young men there, he said, take him and show him Lazarus. When he sees Lazarus, he will be ready to go home. And Smith Wigglesworth said when he went, he saw this man. This man, he was just like bones. His entire body has and, you know, deteriorated. It was like there was no life in him. But he said, God has spoken. God told him 
to come and heal the man. And so he went back with his friend. And he said, and the man, I, the, the, the um, custodian asked him, the person asked him, he said, have you seen him? He said, yes, I saw him. He said, are you ready to go? He said, no. He said, what God has spoken, God is able to do. And those who believe God are not moved by what they see. They are moved by what they believe. And so all I need is that I'm going to pray. My friend here, um, who's with me, we are going to pray. And all we need, we need seven persons to come with us tomorrow to go ahead and pray for them. And I believe God is going to raise him up. He said when he asked everyone who were there, nobody volunteered. And so he said, uh, um, uh, um, he said to, to his friend, a family, a couple, um, invited him to spend the night to their house. So he said to the couple, he said, the two of you are two, my friend and I are two, and we are believing God that when we go come tomorrow, I mean, when we go tomorrow to pray, God will have spoken to three other persons to join us. And so he went home. They asked him, what are you going to eat? He said, no, you are going to spend the, the, the evening in time of prayer and fasting. And he said that night, it was as if everything, every pain, every symptom of tuberculosis hit him. It was as if the devil was trying to stop him from doing what God has already spoken. He said he wrestled in the night, praying and believing God, and coming against the works of, of the devil. And then in the evening, God's, I mean, in early in the morning as he was about to, to, to wake, God spoke to him and said to him, I will give you the victory, but I don't want you to eat anything until you all eat at my table or celebrate the Lord's Supper together. And he got the victory. And so he, he, he got up that morning. They asked him about breakfast. He said, no, I won't until we go. So when they went to the man's place to pray, um, there were four other persons who joined him. And this is what Swiss Workers was, one of the fathers of faith. He said, he said, God always is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. He said, we were looking for saving God out of one. <laughs> Amen. God is able to do. But he, this is what he said. He said, when they went there, he said to the people who were there to pray, he said, all we will do is that we will call on the name of Jesus. And the idea of calling on the name of Jesus was to take their eyes off the young the man and focus it on God. Because you see, when we take our eyes on the off the problem and focus it on Jesus, then we see the bigness of God, and we see and we can know that the bigness of God or the the mightiness of God is able to conquer every problem. Like Jesus said to to the disciples, all things are possible to him or to her who believe. Like the angel Gabriel said to Mary, with God nothing is impossible. Amen. And so he said, all we will do we will call the name of Jesus. And so they began to call the name of Jesus. He said the power of God came and filled the place. And he said to the man, get up, rise in the name of Jesus. And that the man did not, did not rise. He said it happened for six different times. Every time the power of God will come, it will move the chair, the bed, move, the, everybody will feel it. The presence and the power of God will fill the room. He will say to the man, rise up, but he will not. 
And on the sixth time, he said to the man, rise up. And then he, the man started to cry. And he said, what's happening? And he said, look at me. I am so bitter. I have been in this position. So many people have prayed for me. And I've turned my back on God because I just thought that God would not heal me anymore. That God had forgotten me. Smith Wigglesworth said, you need to repent. Ask God to re forgive you of that. But then believe and take your healing. And the man asked God to forgive him. And after he asked God to forgive him, he said the power of God came in the room again. And he began to shake the bed. And this man was completely healed. God is able to perform that wish. I'm learning more and more that God desires to heal more than we want to for God to heal. That's his plan. But we need to believe. We need to explain the gospel. The full gospel to people. The gospel consists of uh, salvation through Jesus Christ, healing for the body, prosperity, deliverance. All of it is part of the gospel. The kingdom of God encompasses everything that God desired for us to experience. We need to trust him. God wants us for us not to limit him. God is faithful. Let's believe God. Let's trust God. Let's know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God wants to do good in our lives. Let's say it. Let's believe it. Let's let people know that God is a healing God. And he wants to touch their lives. Especially um, during this season when we, we find people all over, uh, all around us are in need of the power of God to flood their lives. We can believe God for them. We can pray for them. We can ask God to touch their lives and bring healing and deliverance for them. Let's stand to our feet. If you are streaming with us and you're online and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we want to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. But you need to repent of your sin and give him the, uh, the right to rule and to reign in your life. If you want to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, I want to give you an opportunity to ask Jesus to come into your heart. Let's say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sin. Lord, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. I'll make you my Lord. Friend, if you just said that prayer with us, then we want to let you know that you are born again. We want to encourage you to get in a good Bible of the living church and so that you may grow. We also if we want to ask you, if you live in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, to visit with us here at, uh, at Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. Amen. And also, I want to pray for those of you who are sick in your body. If you can put your hands on your heart, I want to release the power of God in your life right now. And believe that God, by His Spirit, will touch you and heal you and bring deliverance to your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak healing to all those who need healing right now. 
from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. I command you to be healed. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every spirit of infirmity. In Jesus' name, devil, loose them right now. In the name of Jesus, I break down. I come against cancer. I come against arthritis. I come against diabetes. I come against blindness. I come against deafness. I come against dumbness. I come against paralysis. I command you to be made whole. I command your body to be aligned to the things of God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, rise and be healed. I curse the COVID virus. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Be whole. In Jesus' name. We want to encourage you. Let us know. You can use any one of our social media or you can send us our, our email. But let us know. Text us. Send us a, 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 in the chat. Let us know concerning the miracle that God has done in your life so that we can celebrate together. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thanks. We are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. So please write or email us at Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. It is 305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309 or admin at com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services. On Sunday at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service. On Wednesday night, our Bible study at 8 p.m. And Friday at 8 p.m., our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you. God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at harvestersvirginia.com or email us at admin at harvestersvirginia.com. Mm-hmm.